We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Something in the way she moves Or looks my way or calls my name That seems to leave this troubled world behind What's going on, everybody? Feeling down oh, yeah. This guy. Troubled by some foolish game An American treasure. And it's in another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970 The Answer. Thank you, James Taylor. Uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. We've got a craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour to talk about a very cool event that's taking place in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we've got the usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We are Alexa-ready as well. We're on radio.com. And we're also on the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the uh, the show on Monday mornings, usually before 6 a.m. Uh, the show is uploaded uh, for your listening pleasure. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Ann Riley. She's the executive director of the New York City Brewers Guild. She'll join me. The kickoff to New York City Beer Week is coming up Saturday, February 22nd. We will get into all of that, including the collab and what brewery made the actual beer this year? And you're going to enjoy that. And it's a, trust me, the kickoff to New York City Beer Week is a lot of fun over at the Brooklyn Expo. I've gone the last couple of years. It is a fantastic event. And if you haven't gone, you should really think about going. Um, it's, it is done so well by the New York City Brewers Guild. But that's coming up in about 20 minutes from now. James Taylor, something in the way she moves. Um, for those of you who don't know... Uh, James Taylor, uh, back in concert, uh, along with Jackson Brown. They're going to be doing uh, a summer tour this year. I'm actually going to see them. They're coming to the tri-state area. It's it's kind of weird. So they're in they're in the they're in New York State in June, and then they come back in July to do PNC and Jones Beach. Uh, but I'm actually going to see them in June, upstate uh, at Bethel Woods. Now, for those of you who have not been to Bethel Woods. Uh, where um, Woodstock uh, took place. Um, it is an amazing, amazing venue in Bethel Woods. Uh, it's it just the entire venue. Think, think PNC on steroids. Uh, think of PNC and the venue being twice to maybe three times the size and much better acoustics. That's Bethel Woods. Now, it's a bear to get to. Uh, it's a lot of walking. Uh, you park a considerable distance away and have to walk over these kind of rolling hills to get to where you need to be. But once you get there, I saw Neil Young there a couple of years ago as a last-minute flyer with my, two of my boys, and we just we drove up. and <clears throat> Well, let's just say we had a, another one of our epic nights uh, being friends for almost uh, 40 years. 
another uh, amazing night where we were supposed to stay overnight. There were some complications, and I ended up having to drive home at about one thirty in the morning. Didn't get home, didn't get back to New Jersey, and drop my friends off, and then back in my bed until about four thirty in the morning. It was uh, quite the day, but it was <laughs> definitely something I won't forget anytime soon. Anyway, it's a great venue, and when you have uh, two American icons and James Taylor and Jackson Brown performing together, uh, it's going to be a special night. I've not seen either of them live. Uh, my one of my neighbors is a huge James Taylor fan. I like Jackson. I like both of them. Um, and I've always been told by friends, got to see James Taylor. He's great. Got to see James Taylor. He's great. And I like a lot of his stuff. Um, you know, it's very folk, you know, Americana uh, type of music. Um, but I enjoy it a lot. It's, it's just one of those laid back evenings uh, that I can't wait for in June. And up there, the weather will be perfect. Hopefully no rain. And uh, just kind of sit back and relax and, uh, and enjoy a great show. So can't wait for that. Anyway. Enough about the music talk. Um, and a lot of different things going on. I mean, Guns N' Roses is coming back again. I'm taking a flyer on that one, folks. Uh, saw them a couple of years ago. Uh, good time at the show, but there's no way I'm sitting around uh, until they hit the stage at 11 o'clock midnight uh, just to see them. And if Axel hasn't gone on a diet, boy, he better go on one because he definitely needs to mix in a few salads. But some really, really good stuff uh, coming up uh, this summer. And thankfully enough, as I'm getting older and getting close to 50... Uh, a lot of these shows that I want to go see are on the weekend, which is a good thing. Anyway, let's get into some beer news. Uh, Cape May and Night Shift Brewing of Massachusetts uh, have announced a collaboration beer. It's called Brewberry. It's out now. It's an imperial stout with coffee and blueberry. Uh, and the coffee brewed with, uh, for, roasted by Night Shift uh, in their recent expansion uh, into coffee roasting. So it's actually their coffee. So Brewberry, an incredibly indulgent decadent brew, according to the press release. Uh, it has uh, nat- accentuates natural coffee flavors and a whirlpool charge of mosaic hops that brings out the natural blueberry flavors present in the coffee. Uh, it's got a uh, jammy, subtle tartness to the otherwise chocolatey and decadent brew. It's uh, being distributed through Cape May Brewing's distribution arm, Cape Beverage. Uh, throughout New Jersey, Night Shift Brewing will make Brewberry available across Massachusetts through Night Shift Distributing. And, of course, for more information on both of those be- on, on the beer and both of those breweries, Cape May Brewing, capemaybrewery.com or nightshiftfamily.com uh, for more information. Now, Southern Tier is going to be st- or starting to make a cider. So this is, again, a trend that we're seeing now. Uh, people are looking for beer alternatives. We're starting to see a lot of uh, hard seltzers uh, make a play. A lot of breweries are starting to make hard seltzers. Obviously, if you watched the Super Bowl last week, you saw the Bud Light seltzer commercial. Um, I certainly won't be drinking that. However, seltzer and cider are making huge strides. So now Southern Tier is going to be uh, making uh, two different ciders, I believe it is. Is it? Yeah. No, three different ciders. Excuse me. So hitting shelves and taps uh, this month. Unfiltered apple, rose hibiscus, and honey ginger in a range from dry to semi-sweet and hazy to bright at 5% ABV. They claim nearly two-thirds less sugar than other cider brands. That's a good thing. Each cider a proud homage to the brewery's western New York roots, featuring real juice from Mayer Brothers, one of the oldest family-owned businesses in New York State, naturally gluten-free with no added sugar. The ciders also meet drinkers' desire for something more consciously crafted. Uh, These will be uh, mid-February, so probably by this week or early next week it'll be out in uh, six-pack 12-ounce cans and draft. The ciders will be available at bars and in-stores across New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Also available at Southern Tier Tap Rooms in Lakewood, New York, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 
and Cleveland, Ohio. And for, uh, for more information to locate those ciders near you, southerntiercider.com. So this is interesting. I, again, um, it's not surprising that we're starting to see breweries starting to do different things in terms of getting customers in the door and buying their product. And so obviously... Ciders and seltzers are the thing because, again, you've got people in society where they want to be a little bit more carb conscious, uh, a little bit less calories. Although ciders, most ciders are, are over 200 calories uh, serving. So you've got to watch out. You definitely pile on the calories. Less sugar, good thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in the success of uh, Southern Tier Cider. So, you know, maybe take a flyer on those this summer. I do a lot of concerts, friends that drink a lot of cider stuff instead of beer. So we'll check that out and we'll see what happens. And then finally, some sad news to report in the brewery world. Carol, Carol Stout uh, is uh, going to be retiring. She was the first female brewmaster since Prohibition. And the brewery, Stout, uh, Stout Brewery, is going to be ceasing operations. Um, she has decided, uh, as she says in a quote on their website, I did my part. Now it is up to the new generation to continue the tradition of innovation that defines craft beer. So in 1987, with her husband, Ed's support, Carol added a 30-barrel brew house to an already thriving business, which included a 70,000-square-foot antique small restaurant and pub, an indoor-outdoor beer garden, an on-premise bakery, and cheese-making facility would follow. Under Carol's leadership, Stout's Brewing became synonymous with quality, is one of the most awarded craft breweries in the industry. Uh, Carol's legacy built on authentic German beers brewed in the time-tested Reinegottspot tradition. Um... She says it was a difficult decision to make, but we're not moving enough volume to justify the expense of keeping the brewery open. However, we're not closing the doors to any business opportunities that could help the Stouts brand live on. Production is scaled down immediately. Brewery operations will cease by early spring in order to prepare the brewery for sale. Uh, Operations will continue as normal for all other divisions of the Stouts Enterprise. The restaurant and pub is adding a trivia night and Sunday brunch menus. The beer garden will continue to host weddings and events, and the bakery and antiques mall continue to support the local community. Uh, Carol said when asked about the future of Stouts, this is a press release from the brewery itself. Carol says, Stouts is more than a brand or a location. We'll just have to see what the future surprises us with. Um, so again, you know, this is a brew. I'm, I'm trying to remember if I ever had a Stouts beer. I may have had their lager. I, I know I didn't have their IPA, and I know I didn't have their pills. I'm, I'm almost 100% positive on that. I'm pretty sure that I've had one or two Stouts um, uh, once in a blue moon. But it's sad to see a brewery like this leaving. But as she said, you know, they're not keeping up um, with the volume. People are increasingly going towards other beers, local beers, whatever the case may be. And so you have to keep innovating yourself or, or I don't want to say recreate the wheel, but if you're not pushing enough stuff, eventually your brewery is going to go out. I would like to see stouts get rescued. I'd like to see somebody come in and purchase them and continue their tradition but unless you change to uh, you know to meet what is going on uh, with bre- with how the beer landscape has been changing, in other words, if IPAs are the big thing, you got to start brewing IPAs. You got to start figuring out what is what is your wheelhouse. Make those things and get ready for the next thing. That's how entrepreneurs succeed. They don't sit and rest on their laurels. They come up with something different and move on to the next thing, and that is critically important. Now, when we come back after a short break, we'll have some more news and notes from around the beer world. And a little bit later on, Ann Riley, the executive director of the New York City Brewers Guild, will join me to talk about New York City Beer Week and the kickoff coming up at the Brooklyn Expo on Saturday, February 22nd. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Jay Sekulow and crew explain the failed impeachment. So Adam Schiff and his team, they totally failed. Um, let me just be clear about that. Uh, he could talk all he wants, be nasty all he wants, say oh, we're, we were unprepared, this and that, this, that. They failed. They could not convince the moderate Republicans to even go along, enough moderate Republicans to go along with what they wanted, which to extend this trial and add witnesses. Jay Sekulow live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 970, The Answer. Folks, I had LASIK done a few years ago by De La Russo Laser Vision, and the results have been amazing. I got it done about 10 years ago. I wish I had done it 25 years ago when Dr. De La Russo was just starting out with his LASIK procedures. De La Russo Laser Vision is a family-owned medical practice. It specializes in LASIK as well as eye exams, contact lenses, regular frames and lenses, cataract surgery, and so much more. Doctors Jeffrey and Joseph De La Russo are pioneers in the industry, and the name De La Russo has become synonymous with LASIK. Dr. Joseph's experience with LASIK dates back to 1990 when he purchased the first laser in the world, and with this cutting-edge technology put into practice, his research led to FDA approval for LASIK. Since 1990, listen to this, the doctors have performed more than 165,000 LASIK surgeries. Over 98% of the patients treated see 2020, like me, and the majority see better than that often 2015. They have four centers located in New Jersey, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Long Island. I have personally benefited from their services. You can too. Trust only the best with your vision. Call De La Russo Laser Vision today to schedule a free consultation with Dr. De La Russo, 855-646-2020. That's 855-646-2020 or visit DeLaRusso.com. Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Win a date night for you and your sweetheart. This Valentine's Day, AM 970 will be giving away stunning flowers by Kathy from Casey Creations of Closter, New Jersey, and dinner for two at one of these fabulous restaurants. David Burke Tavern, 135 East 62nd Street, Hunt and Fish Club, 125 West 44th Street, Sojourn Restaurant, 244 East 79th Street, or Rustica Lounge Restaurant, 565 Gorge Road, Cliffside Park. Or win an elegant catered dinner for two by Chef Dominic of DR Catering. Enter to win at am970theanswer.com. Winners will be contacted by Tuesday, February 11th. Head to am 970 TheAnswer.com for details. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com.
back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. We're also on the Radio.com app. And you can also find us on the Hopped Up Network, morning, Monday mornings, usually uh, before 6 a.m. Uh, the, uh, the podcast version of this show is up on, the, on that site and a couple of others. And you can download and listen to at your, pl- at your leisure or pleasure, however you want to do it. Coming up in 10 minutes, Ann Riley, the executive director of the New York City Brewers Guild, is going to join me to kick off to New York City Beer Week. Coming up Saturday, February 22nd, we'll get into all of that, including the uh, collaboration and what brewery is making the actual beer this year. And that's coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. Guns and Roses, you're crazy. Yes, they are going crazy enough. They are going back out on tour again. Um, I think that it's uh, July. It's a Saturday night in July, July 18th at uh, MetLife Stadium. They're doing a stadium tour. I'm going to pass on this one. Uh, I saw them a couple of years ago, uh, about two months before I was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I had a great, uh, and I only remember that because of the fact that it was two months before I was diagnosed. And uh, it was a great show. But the problem that I have with Guns N' Roses is twofold. Number one, Axel needs a diet. Um, the man needs to mix in a salad, uh, maybe twice a day and, uh, do a little exercise. He gained a tremendous amount of weight, was not a good look on the stage, uh, but he did carry himself well. The other problem that I had, Lenny Kravitz opened for Guns N' Roses, which was great. Lenny was awesome. The problem was Lenny got off stage a little before nine and we had to wait until almost 11, 15, before Guns N' Roses hit the stage. They're notoriously late all the time. And not, I mean, it's it's going to sound like I'm old manish. Get off my lawn, but I, I'm not going to sit there after drinking all day long. Uh, I'm now sober at this point, which is fine because I have to drive home. But now I've got to wait through another two hours of them to get their you know what together so they can get on stage. I got a problem with that. I think that night I didn't get home until almost two thirty in the morning. I don't know. It was just one of those things where. I'm not in the mood to spend that kind of money, and uh, you know I got to wait hours for this band to hit the stage. So there you go. Let's get into some news and notes here. Uh, we talked about Cape May Brewing in our last segment. We're going to talk about them again in this segment because they've also announced the expansion of their distribution footprint into their third state, Delaware. So um, partnering with Standard Distribution Company of Newcastle, Delaware, beer drinkers in Delaware will be able to find Cape May Brewing Company's products on shelves and on tap beginning March 3rd. Uh, Ryan Krill, of course, the CEO and co-founder of Cape May Brewing. We've had him on the show before. He said, we're excited to bring our beers across the Delaware Bay and into the first state. While small in size, Delaware is a big craft beer state with discriminating connoisseurs from Wilmington to Bethany Beach. We're thrilled to provide our fans in Delaware with our brews. We're looking forward to a long and prosperous relationship with Standard. I mean, look, New Jersey and Delaware, they're right next to one another. Obviously, take the, uh, the the ferry from Cape May over into Delaware. Uh, I am sure that there are a lot of fans in Delaware that have spent time in Cape May on vacation or have gone over to visit and, you know, whatever, and have tried the Cape May beers. I'm surprised it's taken this long, although I'm not surprised. Uh, Ryan and his company have been very, very, um, how shall I say it, uh, selective as to where they move up. Like, they, they really covered the southern half of the state very well in New Jersey. And it's only been not even a year yet that they started really pushing north to get into the northern areas of New Jersey. Uh, they're very slow and methodical in doing what they're doing, and it makes sense. 
it, it totally makes sense uh, why they're doing uh, what they're doing. So uh, when they start, they'll be able to find uh, core brands from Cape May, such as Cape May IPA, Coastal Evacuation Double IPA, which I like very much, Cape May White, Always Ready Pale Ale on shelves and on tap, the Bog, Cranberry Shandy, an excellent shandy. And I don't like shandies that much, but that's a really good one. Uh, the Grove Citrus Shandy, tam, Tan Limes, uh, Mexican Lager with Sea Salt and Lime, and Crushing It Orange IPA will follow later in the year. And again, they start distributing in Delaware on March 3rd, so that's very cool. Um, from a buddy of mine who I'm actually going to be interviewing uh, next week for air later uh, this month, so um, AB InBev and Rolling Stone are partnering together on a collaboration beer, and Elysian is uh, is doing the brewing here. So this is a partnership and collab beer, Elysian uh, plus uh, times Rolling Stone Lager. Um, according to the press release, we've been hard at work coming together with the esteemed and leading voice in music and media, creating what we think is going to be the beer for music events which are sipping while spinning records. This is from Elysian. Both Elysian and Rolling Stone have always been their true, unapologetic selves. Elysian founded in Capitol Hill during the 90s. Uh, Rolling Stone has been fiercely relevant for 50 years, have changed our culture with their political commentary, music, and award-winning journalism across multiple platforms. Elysian Rolling Stone Lager will be hitting markets in April, I believe uh, after April 1st. And I'm going to be taping an interview with uh, Jonathan Hack, uh, who works with AB InBev. Uh, it'll air the end of the month uh, with more info on the partnership. We're also going to have somebody from Rolling Stone in as well. So we'll tape that interview next week, and then it'll air uh, probably the last week of this month, uh, I'll air that interview. Because next week we're going to have John Henderson on uh, from the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. We're promoing that event, which is coming up uh, in April. Always a great event. Uh, my favorite, one of probably one of my favorite brewing events to go to is the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. It is just a cornucopia of great beer, music, food, activities, all crammed into four hours, and every year there is something new that I get blown away by, uh, you know, where I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. So definitely want to check that out. That's an interview uh, with John Henderson for next week. Plus, he's doing something else with hard seltzer, which is kind of cool, and you're going to want to check that out as well. Uh, Our good friends from Coronado Brewing, uh, they've come up with uh, a pastry stout for Valentine's Day, Shaka Berry. It is a limited release in the company's new stout series. It's the first time the company is releasing one of their high-octane stouts in a 16-ounce can format. Uh, Mark Thiessen, the head brewer at Coronado, said, we, want to ha- we wanted to have fun with a pastry stout that was big and decadent but not barrel-aged. We explored a lot of flavor profiles before landing where we did. The combo of chocolate and fruit works so well together, and it is really the perfect beer to crack open for Valentine's Day. It is a high-gravity imperial stout recipe brewed with a complex malt bill of roasted malts, chocolate malts, and three kinds of caramel malt. The beer is so big that in order to hit our ABV goals, we did a double mash for each batch. Um, basically using double the grist and doing a really long boil to hit 10.5% uh, on the ABV. They added cocoa powder, vanilla beans, lactose, and a blend of blackberries and boysenberries. It, it, the pastry stout is available at all three of Coronado's Brewing, uh, Coronado Brewing's locations now. It will be followed by broader distribution throughout the company's network uh, this coming week, uh, coming up. And the beer will be available on draft and in 16-ounce can four-packs, while supplies last, of course, CoronadoBrewing.com for more information. Got to get in touch with my folks from Coronado, see if I can get a sample of that. And then finally, uh, in the news from New York, now this is very cool. So 
Uh, both the beer and wine industry generate billions of dollars in taxes for New York State. Lawmakers have been looking at more ways to help the industry grow, which is a good thing. Again, I, I may have my issues with Governor Cuomo, but he has done a really good job in terms of promoting craft beer and wine in New York State. So um, Donna Lupardo, an assemblywoman, said uh, her bill will exempt flights of beer from being taxed, and it was signed this week by the governor. So now if a brewery is offering four samples at four ounces apiece, they will not have to charge sales tax. It is a huge driver not only for the economy, but also a huge tourist driver in places like the Finger Lakes, said Lupardo. New York, the sixth largest beer-producing state in the country, has helped generate almost $3.4 billion in revenue in 2018, uh, and the wine industry has generated about six and a half billion, almost two and a half billion in taxes. So the wine industry, Erica Pellicelli, said with the State Wine Industry Association, said they were excited about the recent bill proposal to allow alcohol sales in movie theaters. Uh, around eighty percent of the wine businesses in the state family owned. Fifty of the businesses uh, were at the Capitol uh, this past week to show some of the local flavors, but also push forward some of their concerns. Uh, such as a possible expansion to the bottle bill. But this is great news. Um, uh, uh, But here's the other thing. They're talking about uh, recycling uh, the wine and liquor bottles into a deposit system. If approved, New York will be the fourth state to include wine and liquor bottles in a deposit system, which is also a good thing. So now in New York State, if a brewery offers you, uh, and I'm guessing this includes the New York City area as well, if a brewery offers you a flight of beer, they will not be required to charge sales tax. So if it's $8 for a flight, it's 8 bucks for a flight. They're not going to charge you uh, any more money. So kudos uh, to the state legislature in New York for getting this done, and kudos to Governor Cuomo for getting that bill signed to put more money in breweries' pockets, which what, what does that do? It helps when they want to expand. It helps their business's bottom line, and they're not shoveling out even more tax uh, to the state, uh, you know, when they're already paying enough in tax. So, New Jersey, if you're listening, uh, these are things that you guys should be doing to continue to propel a small business uh, in New Jersey that has not even come close to uh, being at full capacity, let's put it that way. Now, when we come back after a short break, Ann Riley, the executive director of the New York City Brewers Guild, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970. The answer. It's partly cloudy and 41 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is reacting after two shooting incidents of cops over the weekend. Steve Greenfield reports. Governor Cuomo says he's horrified by the two attacks on NYPD officers that occurred Saturday night and Sunday morning in the Bronx, adding that there's zero tolerance for attacks of any kind against law enforcement. A female lieutenant was shot in the arm and rushed to Lincoln Hospital, where she's expected to survive, with another officer also being treated for minor injuries. It's believed that the Sunday morning gunman, who's now in custody, is the same man responsible for Saturday night shooting, which left one officer wounded. He is in stable condition. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio, New York. The showbiz community continues to remember Orson Bean. The actor, author, game show panelist, and raconteur was struck and killed by two vehicles Friday night as he was walking to a theater on Venice Boulevard in Venice. He was 91. The Vermont native-born Dallas Burroughs told Ashton Marcus in a 2016 interview how he finally came to know true happiness in his advanced age. I tried sex and drugs and fame and they all worked for a while and then when they stopped I just kept trying and then 
I became a believer in God. Bean recently starred in the stage play Bad Habits at the Ruskin Group Theater in Santa Monica. The production also featured his wife, Allie Mills. Orson is perhaps best known as a panelist on the long-running Goodson Todman show, To Tell the Truth. He was also a favorite guest of Johnny Carson's on The Tonight Show in the 70s. Twilight Zone fans also remember Orson Bean for his performance in the lead role in the 1960 episode, Mr. Beavis. In sports, Knicks fell to the Hawks 140-135. to Rangers did beat the L.A. Kings 4-1. Traffic delays remain in New Jersey. We had an accident on 3 West Passaic Avenue that's just about getting cleared. And then there were some more problems on 3 eastbound between 495 and Tunnelly Avenue. Off-ramp closed due to an accident and an investigation that is underway. Rain likely tonight after 3 a.m., mostly cloudy, low 39. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AM 970, The Answer. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Bailey Greer Law Firm with principal offices in Memphis, Tennessee. If you or a loved one had a hernia mesh implanted after 2010 and experienced complications that required a repair or replacement of hernia mesh, you may be entitled to substantial compensation. Hernia mesh implants can cause serious complications that require additional surgery to remove or replace the hernia mesh implant. If you had hernia mesh surgery any time after 2010 and experienced complications that required a repair or replacement, call 800-631-7610. 800-631-7610. Across America, it's snoring season. 90 million Americans make this sound every night. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Introducing an ingenious Australian invention called Mute. Mute is a comfortable nasal device that helps you breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. Put snoring season to bed, America. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. AM 97. The answer. Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter very easily at at Algatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Google Play and iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, we are also Alexa ready as well. We're also on Radio.com. And finally, we are on the Hopped Up Network. All you have to do is go over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com, check out my podcast, which I usually post uh, before 5 a.m. on Monday mornings. And there are so many other podcasts on there that are beer-related for your listening pleasure. Now, uh, my next guest on the program, it's, an, it's another year gone by, but it's almost time for the NYC Beer Week, right? And right around the corner is the uh, kickoff event for New York City Beer Week. My guest on the program is here to talk about that and a few other things as well. The kickoff bash with two sessions takes place on Saturday, February 22nd at the Brooklyn Expo. VIP sessions for both, 1230 to 3.30 for general admission. VIP starts at 1130 for that one. 6.30 to 9.30 for the night session. The VIP for that one starts at 5.30. Now, nycbrewed.com is the website. For more information as well as to purchase tickets, you'll find out what breweries are going to be there, food and all kinds of other stuff, but we're going to get into that right now as I welcome onto the program Ann Riley, who is the executive director of the New York City Brewers Guild. Ann, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Two sessions for the kickoff event again. My guess is that last year's debut of that was a huge success. Anything special going to go on for the kickoff event on Saturday the 22nd? 
Yes, yeah, so uh, Opening Bash kicks off New York City Beer Week, and we like to do that so that everybody's prepared for the full week of events going on, not just in our member breweries, but all of our um, friends throughout the community who regularly serve New York, New York City beer. And as we have a number of guests coming in this year, we fully expect that they are going to be participating in New York City Beer Week events as well. Well, that, that sounds a lot, like a lot of fun. And I know uh, Single Cut has taken the reins as the brewery for the collaboration this year. I know you guys brewed it uh, a few weeks ago. What kind of beer is this particular uh, beer from Single Cut and the uh, members? Yeah, actually, we just brewed this beer on Friday. Um, oh, sorry. Um, and that was a double IPA, um, one of New York's favorites. So we wanted to promote that. That that's you know it's obviously a fan favorite. Um, our friends at Single Cut hosted probably at least twenty of us um, from the from the thirty different thirty eight different member breweries here in the city, mm-hmm. and we all spent the day together, you know, talking beer, talking events, and getting ready for a fantastic week of. New York City Beer Week, and and uh, is the beer gonna, obviously the beer is going to be available for purchase at New York City uh, at the at the kickoff for uh, New York City Beer Week at the Brooklyn Expo. But will the beer be available for purchase outside of the event? Yes, it will. It, it's part of a four pack is part of the VIP ticket. So anyone who buys a VIP ticket is automatically guaranteed to go home that day with a four pack. Okay. We will have them for sale as well on site at Opening Bash and. Um, our friends at Single Cut are making sure it's going to be readily available throughout the city. Ah, that's very cool. We're talking with Ann Riley, who is the executive director of the New York City Brewers Guild. New York City Beer Week kicks off Saturday, February 22nd at the Brooklyn Expo. There are VIP sessions for both, 1230 to 3.30 for general admission. VIP for that starts at 11.30. And, of course, as Ann just said, with your purchase price of a VIP ticket, you get a four-pack of the collaboration beer, which is done by Single Cut this year. And then it's uh, 6.30 to 9.30 for the night session, and the VIP for that event starts at 5.30. NYCbrew.com is the website for more information as well as to purchase tickets. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And what is the main message that the Brewers Guild is trying to get across uh, with events such as this, the New York City Beer Week, and and obviously events that they do throughout the year? Right. So the Brewers Guild is here to promote beer within New York City. And the fact that we have so many fantastic breweries brewing their beer right here in the city limits. Um, Beer is for everyone, and we live in a fantastic city, and our Different breweries with their teams and the, the styles they brew definitely represent our city, and we just want more people to be aware that you can you might be eating local, farm to table. Right. You should definitely look into drinking local as well. And and in your opinion, Ann, has has New York City been? You know, I know that Governor Cuomo a, a number of years ago had uh, relaxed some laws to allow more breweries to uh, proliferate in the state, and we've we've seen such a boon uh, in New York, uh, in New York City, and New York State. You know, over four hundred breweries in the state. But has the city themselves have they been a helper or a hindrance to the brewers? And in, in, in other words more red tape that they have to go through or have they been sort of hands off like hey you put your building together you get your appropriate um uh permits and stuff and then we'll come in for the final uh inspections etc cetera, etc cetera. have have any of the brewers encountered uh any of that resistance from the city or from the boroughs themselves well i don't know that i would you know say necessarily any particular resistance it's a matter of anyone who builds anything in new york city mm. runs into a number of hurdles that need to be crossed and that's one of Going into the new year, 2020, um, part of my role is to make our city more aware of the number of jobs that our New York City Brewers Guild does provide, not just the guild itself, but I mean, I'm the only one at the guild, but all of our member breweries, as well as the number of jobs that our 
reliant on craft beverage here in New York City, um, you know, just making city government more aware of our impact. Right. And that, and that is, I mean, to, to, to me, one of the main reasons, obviously, look, I love, I love beer. You like beer as well. But, but the <laughs> point of it is um, a lot of this has to do with small business. And small business, in my opinion, is the lifeblood that, uh, you know, kind of connects America and makes America such the, the, the great country that it is. When you find a, a small business that does well in a, in a business that is doing well, look, let's face it. I mean, craft beer has exploded over the last number of years. We're seeing so many breweries opening up. But I, I feel like New York City, uh, the city itself, not so much the state, but the city itself is just has kind of just, you know, scratched the surface of what they can do to provide for community. I, I notice that in a lot of the places that I go to uh, in New York City, whether it's Five Boroughs, whether it's Other Half, whether it's um, Killsboro on Staten Island or Flagship Brewing, uh, all these different places, there's a sense of community there. It's kind of the community place that you can go to and you can you can talk about what's going on in your week and share a pint or two with somebody. That, to me, is important, and the fact that you guys are trying to get that message out there uh, to New York City and the city government itself is just a wonderful thing. Uh, we're talking with Ann Riley. She's the executive director of the New York City Brewers Guild. And New York City Beer Week kicking off Saturday, February 22nd at the Brooklyn Expo. There's two VIP sessions. The first session starts 1230 to 330. VIP starts at 1130, 630 to 930 for the night session. The VIP starts at 530. You can get all the details at nycbrew.com, uh, as well as purchasing tickets there. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now Food options, of course, will be made available, uh, but I have to ask you, Anne, what's the deal with Lager Dog? Are they making hot dogs with beer? So Lager Dog, uh, Kim Mercado, who's well-known in our New York City beer community, has started a whole new business, Lager Dog, where she specializes in all kinds of fantastic hot dogs, from you know a New York-style hot dog to um, something you would get in Copenhagen, and this will be her New York City debut at Opening Bash. Oh, that's so that's very cool. So again, I, I'm I'm not the biggest hot dog fan in the world, but I guess I'm going to have to try a lager dog uh, while I'm there sampling beers. Um, last question from me, and out of all the events that take place uh, all over the city uh, for Beer Week, now Beer Week is running until when? So it starts February 22nd. It's ending when? It ends on Sunday, March 1st. That's March when we have our closing ceremonies, and we every year do smash beers, which is state malt, state hop. Mm-hmm. Um, at, in the past week, I know at least three different uh, New York City breweries have started brewing their smash beers. We also do the Rupert's Cup Awards, which is everything from the winning smash beer, um, both the judged and people's choice, and all of our different breweries. And we also encourage all of our um, you know friends with bars and restaurants to participate in some of the awards, such as you know favorite beer tender in the city. Um, and we'll be posting that on our website very very soon. All, all right. the different events happening and the the way to vote as well. All right, so there's all these different events that are happening. And what's the one that you're looking forward? And you can't you can't say it's uh, the kickoff to Beer Week and the final event. What's the event <laughs> in the middle? I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's the event in the middle of this whole thing of Beer Week that you're looking forward to the most? Honestly, this is one of those weeks where I do wish I had a clone because there's going to be so many fantastic events. Getting you know to different events in every borough is right. absolutely my goal this week, this this time around. Um, you know, typically our friends at Blind Tiger host something in the middle of your week. That Wednesday is when they typically host events. Right. But I would say all of our different memories are going to be having really special events, launching different beers. Smash Beer is a fantastic opportunity to mm. showcase what's happening not just in New York City, but in New York State as well. So public transportation and Uber are your friend during that week. Is that how it works? 
Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) My guest has been Ann Riley. She's the executive director of the New York City Brewers Guild. New York City Beer Week kicks off Saturday, February 22nd at the Brooklyn Expo. I've been there the last two years. It is a fantastic event. You definitely want to go. And they have two sessions now. This is Last year they they started this with two sessions. This year is two sessions. And there are VIP sessions for both. 1230 to 3.30 is the general admission. The VIP starts at 11.30. 6.30 to 9.30 for the night session, and the VIP there starts at 5.30 with your ticket price for VIP. You do get the four-pack, the collaboration, that single-cut uh, brewed with, of course, the other brewers within the New York City Brewers Guild. NYCbrew.com is the website for more information as well as to purchase tickets. And thanks so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. Hope to see you, uh, for, you know, for at least a beer or two at the event on the 22nd. Great. Thank you so much for having us, and thank you for your continued support of New York City beer. When we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. HUD Secretary Dr. Ben Carson tells Kevin McCullough the key to combat homelessness. Through the policies of this administration, uh, people's wages have gone up, uh, particularly the bottom 10%. You know, that's the real key is uh, solidifying the opportunities for people. Catch newsmakers like Dr. Ben Carson on Kevin McCullough Radio, weeknights at 5 on AM 970 The Answer, with special airings Wednesdays at 4. When you hear the word LASIK, the only name that should come to mind is Della Russo. Dr. Joseph Della Russo is the man behind Della Russo Laser Vision, a family-owned medical practice. They've performed over 165,000 LASIK surgeries, and they have over 30 years of industry experience. His research and practice played a role in getting FDA approval of LASIK back in the 1990s, and thus his name became synonymous with LASIK. Now today, so-called discount LASIK centers are a dime a dozen. They perform surgery at a ridiculously low cost to the detriment of the patient since these places use lasers that are not the latest or the safest. In many cases, the patient does not even meet with the surgeon until the day of the procedure. Why would you do that? Not the case at Delarusso Laser Vision. In fact, I trusted Delarusso 10 years ago with my LASIK surgery, and the results have been fantastic. You owe it to yourself if you're considering LASIK to meet with Dr. Delarusso. And again, if not LASIK, they offer regular eye exams, frames, lenses, cataract screenings, and removals. You name it, they do it. Trust only the best with your vision. Call Delarusso Laser Vision today to schedule a free consultation with Dr. Delarusso. That number, 855 646 2020. That's 855 646 2020. Or visit delarusso.com. Win a date night for you and your sweetheart. This Valentine's Day, AM 970 will be giving away stunning flowers by Kathy from Casey Creations of Closter, New Jersey, and dinner for two at one of these fabulous restaurants. David Burke Tavern, 135 E 62nd Street, Hunt and Fish Club, 125 West 44th Street, Sojourn Restaurant, 244 E 79th Street, or Rustica Lounge Restaurant, 565 Gorge Road, Cliffside Park. Or win an elegant catered dinner for two by Chef Dominic of DR Catering. Enter to win at am970theanswer.com. Winners will be contacted by Tuesday, February 11th. Head to am 970 TheAnswer.com for details. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. AM 970 The Answer. Talking about. 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer to the final segment of the program for this week. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. We're also available on Radio.com along with, uh, what's the other one? Alexa Ready, Radio.com. Oh, yes, the Hopped Up Network. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com. Uh, and you can do a search for uh, my uh, beer cast, along with a plethora of others. Uh, mine is usually up before 6 a.m. on Monday mornings. That is uh, the t- song called Trust Fun Baby by Sammy Hagar and the Circle. This was an album uh, they released last year. It's called The Space Between. Uh, and the boys, Sammy and the Circle, are back on tour again. Uh, they will be in the New York City area in uh, August. Uh, I'll be uh, attending the PNC show. So it's Sammy Hagar and the Circle. It's Whitesnake and Night Ranger. Now, Night Ranger is great, but I'm sure they're only going to play about five or six songs. They're going to be off. Whitesnake, on the other hand, I'm hoping David Coverdale uh, took a rest with his uh, voice because some of the songs he did were fantastic when I saw them with Foreigner a few years ago, and some of them were hot garbage. So if it's going to be that kind of in-between again, it might be a long night uh, before getting to Sammy Hagar in the circle. Don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff that Whitesnake does... Born Under a Bad Sign, you know, so some other stuff, very, very good. Uh, but the, um, you know, some of the other stuff, the big hits that he needs to hit the high note, he can't quite hit the high note anymore. Uh, it's kind of like David Lee Roth. And I'm hearing mixed reviews about David Lee Roth and Kiss. Um, I heard the opening few shows that he did were not that great. I'm hearing uh, as the shows have gone on, he's gotten better. Uh, I think uh, DLR, uh, a lot of his stuff is, um, you know, recorded, and so they, you know, double and triple loop his vocals uh, on stage. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm sure that's what it is, because I know they were doing that uh, when they toured, when he was touring with Van Halen uh, a few years ago. And then I heard the other rumor, before we get into the beer stuff, I heard the other rumor was Wolfgang Van Halen has an album coming out of which he's playing guitar and singing. Now, he was playing bass uh, the last time Van Halen was a group, uh, but apparently he's playing guitar and singing and maybe going on tour, and his dad may be going with him. Uh, I don't think Alex is going to be on the tour, but maybe his dad is going to go with him. Uh, we'll see. That'll be uh, quite interesting. But let's dive into uh, some suds and duds. Uh, first up from uh, Icarus, Imaginarium, uh, which I had over a Paragon Tap and Table. Super tasty. Big time oats in this. Really nice. And and a, just a little bit of a bite on the back end, too, which I uh, I enjoyed very much. Uh, then I moved on to uh, Jack's Abbey uh, called Sunny Ridge. Uh, and I have to tell you, Jack's Abbey probably makes some of the best pilsners and lagers for a national brand on the planet. And I know I say national, they're not everywhere. But for a, a, a brewery that is uh, producing beer that's being sold in a number of different states, I call them national, uh, Jack's Abbey has done a fantastic job. And the Sunny Ridge uh, is no exception. Uh, it just crisp, that, that ri- just reminds you of being in Germany. That's the, the kind of crispness that I got from this beer. It was fantastic. And then I had a Confliction by Sloop. Uh, it, it's a sour. It's not, it wasn't super sour. It was mild, but it was nice. And it paired well with the salted caramel cheesecake that my wife and I split for dessert. So uh, that was a nice, uh, a nice addition. But the Sloop beer was, uh, was very good. 
I would have liked a, a little bit more sour. I'm, I'm finding lately as I'm going through sours, I don't mind a mild sour every once in a while, but my sour, I want it to be sour-y. I want, it, I want that pucker, puckeriness. Is that a word? I don't even know if it's a word or not. Anyway, and then I finished off the night with um, a stout from Kane uh, through the empty spaces, uh, through the empty space, excuse me, uh, by Kane. Roasty oats, coffee, it was dry, uh, very nice, a, a different, a change of pace, on stouts. Sometimes I like my stouts a little smoother, but every once in a while you get one of those dry stouts and they're actually really, really good. So this was uh, very tasty from Kane. I remember my wife ended up having uh, a McKellar stout. I can't remember the name of it that they had on tap. And it was 14%. She got about halfway through it and I ended up finishing the other half of it. But I was uh, very impressed with my wife. She's uh, She likes her stouts. I was surprised that she liked the boozy one so much. Uh, The good folks from Heavy Seas, as we continue on here on Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, The good folks from Heavy Seas sent me Hydra's Haze, which I had not had before, a hazy India pale ale. Uh, This one was good. Dank, piney, uh, really nice. Um, Again, I think think some breweries, um, I guess some breweries think that hazy can still have a bite, which is they can. And then others make hazy beers that are very juicy, that adding the lactose and the other stuff to it uh, to give it that uh, kind of, whether it's a, you're going for a milkshake IPA, whether you're going for a juicy IPA, whatever it is. Um, and both are good. I like a beer sometimes that has that haze that has a bite to it uh, and has that piney resin that reminds me of a West Coast IPA but isn't. It's got that haze kind of look to it but doesn't taste like that. So this was really good from Heavy Seas, and I love the fact that it's in a 12-ounce can. I love my 16-ounce cans, but sometimes you just want a, you want a smaller uh, portion. That's all. Uh, I had the Source of Cheers, um, which they have uh, the, the guys from Source have put in cans. Uh, they're Hellas Lager. It is just a fantastic beer. If you get a chance to, uh, to pick up this beer uh, in the can uh, down at Source, great. If not, get in there and have one and have it the way they pour it traditionally in the big Hellas Lager glass. You will not be disappointed. They do a fantastic job. Uh, then I had uh, Kelsey Grammer's beer, the Faith American Ale, uh, which I had purchased about a week or so ago after meeting uh, Kelsey Grammer. This was kind of the uh, pregame beer for the Super Bowl. It is a straightforward golden ale. It's nice and light. It's a very easy beer to drink. Um, it, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of complexity to this beer. That's why I said it's very it's very straightforward. It's uh, it's I know this sounds stupid, but it's like the beer you want to drink if you just want to drink a beer. You know how uh, Duclos came out with regular beer? That's kind of how I equate this to. You could bang back three or four of these without a problem, um, and there's really not much to it. There's not much complexity. I'd be interested to try uh, Faith American Ale's um, uh, IPA when it comes out. That will be interesting. So uh, we will see what happens there. Uh, when See, they call it a Faith American Ale, but it's Faith American Brewing. So maybe get the, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you'd call Faith America. Should you be calling your beer the same title as your company? I don't know. Maybe it should have been like Golden Ale or something. I don't know. I know that seems simplistic, but, you know, maybe they should have come up with a different title. Anyway, it's a it's a it's an easy drinking beer. If you're looking for something easy drinking, uh, this is definitely something you want to pick up. I know that it's available in King's uh, supermarkets that carry uh, that carry booze in New Jersey. Not sure where else. Uh, they are carrying uh, that particular beer. Uh, the good friends from Coronado Brewing have done a um, a collab with Pizza Port for the first time ever. Uh, so they did their half, which is south of the pier, and I believe 
Pizza Ports version, which is coming out in May, is north of the pier. Uh, this is really nice. Lots of hops with a little bit of bite. It all smooths out when you sip it. Uh, a very good beer. And, and it really, as a traditional West Coast IPAs go, Coronado and Pizza Port nail it. So uh, kudos to you guys for putting that collab together. And thank you, Melody, uh, for sending me that sample. Very much appreciate it. And then finally, uh, the good friends from uh, Madeline from uh, Duclaw. Can't thank her enough. She does send me uh, some beers from them from time to time. And I have to tell you, the uh, Pineapple Queen that she sent me, this is a, uh, this is a tart IPA, right? Uh, this is great. A lot of good pineapple flavor in it. Nice tartness. There's a little bit of a hop to it. Um, it reminds me more of a Kettle Sour than it does uh, an IPA. But it is a tasty beer. I'm actually glad she sent me two cans of this so I can enjoy another can uh, at my leisure uh, very soon. But um, this is a great beer. And again, a 12-ounce can. I like 12-ounce cans every once in a while. Um, you know, easier to drink. Just got a, you know, portability. Um, everything uh, about it, uh, about a 12-ounce can is great. And I understand the whole, the, the, the theme now is 16-ounce cans. Uh, let's keep doing 16-ounce cans. But every once in a while... You want something that's in a 12-ounce can. Now, that Hellas Lager that I was telling you about from Source, um, that's in what we call a stovepipe can, 19 and a half ounces. It's a big can, but it's a light beer. It goes down uh, very smoothly. It goes down great. Uh, it's just an excellent beer from Source. And, of course, the Pineapple Queen from Duclaw. If you're looking for something uh, that's, uh, that's reminiscent of a Kettle Sour, I would suggest picking this up. It's got some, it's got some hop to it, but it's not a big uh, hop bomb, so uh, definitely something... Uh, that you want to check out. And folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, and my thanks, of course, to Ann Riley, the executive director of the New York City Brewers Guild. Uh, the kickoff to New York City Beer Week coming up Saturday, February 22nd, nycbrew.com for tickets. Whether you're taking going uh, to the VIP session or to the general admission, uh, admission session, there are two sessions that are taking place on Saturday, February 22nd. I'm going to the earlier one. If you see me there, please feel free to come up and say hello. We'd love to chat with you about beer. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.